Welcome to Best Song Ever. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke? Um, I'm doing tricky. You're, I'm, do, you're doing tricky? I'm doing tricky. I'm like, feeling tricky. Trick, trick? Um, yeah, sort of. I'm doing tricks all over the place. Okay. Not, uh-huh. not that. Don't. Um, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have to really spell um, that out with your... <laughs> I, I was like, wait, what? oh yeah. No, I'm feeling tricky mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I am Lukey, the trickster god. Oh, and wh- you are Brian, man. That's right. Oh man, Lavengers assemble. It's Whoa. time for Thor Talk Avengers Endgame Edition. It's been a long time since we've had a Thor talk. It so has. many movies have happened since then. Yeah, and you are Brian Man, by the way, but I had some <laughs> alternates that oh, were Hawkbry yeah. and Brighter Man. But that kind of mm. sounds like you're like, you go around like making people brides or something. Mm. I don't know. Brighter Man is, is probably my favorite one. Brighter Bri- Man? Brian Man is good too, though. Um, or you're just always a bride. Mm. Like you got bit by a radioactive <laughs> bride. <laughs> and I turn and into. You just go get yeah. married all the time. That sounds interesting. So uh yeah yeah so avengers endgame came yes. out this past weekend yes it did and i saw it that's great you did not no i haven't seen captain marvel yet yeah and you don't really need to um uh, i mean it's well, like she's the first lady hero it's mostly shopping am i right fellas oh, in the back there's no yeah. fellas in here <laughs> that's just a closet luke um, um i keep telling you stop posting all those negative reviews just because brie larson is a woman and you think she should smile more in the trailer i really do but no i actually loved captain marvel um you don't really need to see it to see avengers endgame but but that's fine that's fair that's good i do because i want to understand who she is how her powers work and to understand how she fits into the context of this. so Well, I think I'm going to help you out here because why I wanted to do a Thor talk is so I yeah. can spoil the movie for you <laughs> and Wait, listeners. What? So I'm really excited Luke, to spoil this. So, no, I, so Iron Man's there really, and Iron Man's like, come this, on. Is, this is the end. Get, and before he can finish, who steps out from behind him? Daenerys Targaryen. And he goes this is an mm. end game of thrones and then mr uh-huh. peanut butter from bojack horseman pops out and he's like what is this a crossover episode and then john snow steps out and he's like yes it is and Whoa. mr peanut butter goes doggy doggy what now and then young sheldon steps out and he's like where's the beef and then tim allen comes out and he's like i'm gonna be the last man standing and then mindy kaling steps out and she's like says her famous catchphrase from the mindy project which it, is it's clobbering time ah, yeah, and then yeah. rupaul steps out and is like you are the weakest link goodbye and then thanos comes and snaps and he goes did i do that and in unison they all go thanos <laughs> and then this part's really interesting because they all go to attack thanos and then like the screen just gets really dark and then, like, they just show tweets from, like, ungrateful fans asking stupid questions for the next three hours. Um, Luke, I I have to ask, um, are, are you in a K-hole right now? Do you, Did, have you been taking a lot of ketamine or something? <laughs> Brother, I live in a K-hole. <laughs> um, that was uh, either 
a K-hole dream or you're going a little crazy on Um me. check the reviews. It's a pretty accurate um thing. Well, you know, of, I guess I you know can't what was disprove it because I'm staying away from reviews because right. I want to avoid real spoilers. The weird thing was all those tweets at the end from the ungrateful fans. They were uh-huh. all about the new Game of Thrones episode, which hadn't aired when Endgame came out. So it's kind of weird. They were all like, this is too dark, you right, know? Right, right, and right, I was yeah. like, you're ungrateful, sons of bitches. Mm-hmm, which, yes. um, <laughs> that's pointed I'm, at me. I, I'm you're, doing you're this to call you out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought you would push was, back a little no, bit, but it was, it was too dark. I heard this thing. Uh, we're, now we're talking Game of Thrones, I guess, which we did on the last episode. <laughs> we just jumped a, a little bit, but, but uh, I heard the cinematographer, uh, or I read about he, he, he was, clapped back, baby. He did. And he, he was pretty much like, uh, yeah, the problem's not me. It's you. Yes. <laughs> and he was right. Uh, so let's move on. So, <laughs> Endgame, good movie. I give it uh, six out of six Infinity Stones. Um, and I really did love the movie. It was it was mm-hmm. awesome. I can't really say much because I don't want to spoil it. Right. And I do. Um, I I wish I could talk about Thor more in this Thor talk, but I'm not going to spoil anything that happens with Thor in the movie. So oh wait, so something happens oh, shit, with Thor? Some, you know, something happens. No, I'm just saying. I just don't want to talk about the movie. What happens with Thor? Um, he, he, um, loses his butt. Oh. Like Thanos takes his butt from him and he's buttless and okay. it's really embarrassing. Everyone that's, points and laughs. That's weird. Um, I meant to put that in the first part <laughs> that Thor loses his butt. Uh. Um, but you know, I, Thor comes from mythology and I mentioned last week that I've been really into mythology mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I recently watched a, uh, Ted Ed animation about, this uh, story where Thor goes to the land of the giants mm-hmm. and they have mm-hmm. to do all these trials. And my favorite one was that he had to lift up the giant King's cat. That was like his mm-hmm. impossible task. And he could only get one paw off. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, you find out that the cat was the serpent that encircles the world. And they show like the earth, like the bl- inky what? black of space is just the fur of a black cat. That that's looks crazy like my cat annie yeah but so um i'm starting a new religion that's all focused on the fact that space is just a giant cat and okay so i really wanted to recruit you to the church of felineology <laughs> um what do i have to do to get in here um you just have to hug a kitty and snuggle it and then uh like a couple pints of blood i don't like cats so i'm gonna pass thanks so um but yeah those those trials that thor does are pretty crazy yeah right um my favorite one is when he's the defense attorney for boo radley and uh it it goes on this mm. long trial you know he, he he's got his daughter there and, and there's a mockingbird oh uh, yeah that was a cool one right yeah um i wish you had said what i thought you were going to say which is when he was the defense lawyer for oj simpson mm. because i know that story a lot better not too much i remember about to kill a mockingbird well that was a good one too you know if if what what like he came up with that like if the glove doesn't fit you must acquit yes uh that was that was prime time thor hey did you ever notice that his name was finch and the book was called to kill a mockingbird that's just whoa bird that's crazy stuff bird right times there. two yeah that that is crazy stuff 
All right. I think when we hit the conversation about To Kill a Mockingbird is when Thor talk must end. Yes. So that was Thor talk. All right. That was Thor talk. Uh, what fun. It's been too long since we've done one of those. It has been too long. Um, also, uh, I, I didn't want to throw this in there yet, but I, I really need to do another uh, segment of elba room sometime where i talk about how much i want to fuck idris elba very cool um you should definitely do that and in that we should talk about that commercial where he lip syncs that song have you seen it no okay well we'll save it for the elba room (laughs) yeah we'll we'll save it he did just get married and i'm kind of congrats no 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 i know (laughs) not congrats it's terrible news uh i can't even talk about it all right go on all right well, this is, of course, best song ever, and uh, we're going to play three of our favorite new songs, and uh, if Brian plays a song I really love, I'm going to give it my stamp of approval, which is Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy, and if I play a song he really loves, he's going to give me his, which is Papa Likey. I'm going to start us off with a song from a singer-songwriter named Wilder Woods. Wilder Woods recently made a very impressive debut with two singles, Sure Ain't and Someday Soon. These two songs demonstrate the distinct sides to his music. There's, it's a quote from him, there's the wilder side, which is all about love and flirtation and desire, and the wood side, which is more serious and reflective. He says, we all contain multitudes, and you have to recognize and honor all the different parts of yourself if you ever want to feel whole. So, we're going to hear the wilder side Ooh, you know i'm a wild child i i definitely know that and i was born to be wild you were born to be wild Not my fault right um is is that his real name or is that his uh stage name nobody knows <laughs> no i'm sure i think his mama knows i'm sure someone knows if um, she's still with us I, are you I a know. wild you're a wilder woods birther you want to you demand to see his birth certificate? I'm interested, yeah. I want to know his name. I want... Don't even get... I want his tax returns. I've been asking for his tax returns since 2015. Yeah. And he is like, no, I'm not going to give it to you. There's no I, reason why I'm just releasing yeah, music. I, I think he's up to something shady. But he, actually, all the pictures I've seen, like, he doesn't really show his face. Seems mm. like a bit of a mysterious figure, even though he's done like, live performances. Is he like the Phantom of the Opera? Like something going on there? Yeah, burn per- face. Perhaps I. Mm, I don't know how I feel. Got to see that. underneath it. Maybe we'll find out with the tax returns. But we're gonna hear the song "Sure Ain't," and this song, I'm not gonna say that much about it. It's a smooth, soulful jam some twitchy bluesy guitar and a soaring vocal performance that I'm sure will floor you as much as it floored me when I heard it. And uh, let's get right into it. Let's make like those thornberries and get wild. Mm, Wilder. Yeah. Here's Wilder Woods with Sure Ain't. I know that you are asking, but I thought I'd let you know. If you're wondering what might happen If the space between us closed If you're thinking you might kiss me Oh, I would not be opposed You might just show my weakness Everything might change 
Technically, very good song, right? Produced well, good voice, instruments sound good. Just not my thing. I wasn't drawn into it. I, I don't know. I uh, maybe it's because you talked over the best part. Hey, hey. <laughs> I was wondering <laughs> a <laughs> serious weenus. question. It sounded like you said, "I'm going to show you my weenus." And you I, meant you talking about the weenus as in like the back of the album? Have a hundred percent. I was like, "What's going on with his weenus? Is it okay?" That's actually um, his like mating call as he starts showing off his weenus, <laughs> seeing if there's any interested parties. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do these days. Um, no, I uh, just in general like kind of neo soul stuff. I am not that into unless I don't know. It's, it's something draws me in a bit more. It's not Wilder Woods' fault at all. Um, like I said, it it sounds good. It's just not my thing. Um, see, I think of Neo Soul more, that more reminded me of, like, more traditional soul, where I think of Neo Soul more as, like, Solange and things like that, where I feel like I thought you were into Neo Soul, but... Well, maybe, or, like, Soul Revival or something, I don't know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. like, the Gary Clark Jr. type stuff, I, I am not, like, super into, or, um, see, Leon and, Bridges, I'm, oh, like... Oh, yeah, see, I do love Leon Bridges. See, and, uh, like, I think it's good and well done, it's just, I, I'm just not that into it. You've brought up what our, uh, theme is this week i don't know if we're gonna do this every week but i think it's fun i i think we should try yeah i think we will so our theme 
Last week was acceptance, and our theme this week, it's soul, baby. Mm. And uh, you that can't sounded deny... sounded good. You, you had some soul. <laughs> Did it? I, I, it hit, that hit me, man. Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, you got to get that the juicy vocal fry in there when you're being soulful. You gotta. Oh. Um, so that one was not as good. <laughs> Stick with nope. the first one. We'll go with the first one. Maybe I'll cut in the first one the time I did it the second time. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but it's not always my favorite style. I mean, I love like old school soul music, but you're talking about the newer artists doing like the revival thing is not always my favorite style, but you know what I always say? It takes a really good artist to make me like a thing I don't like or mm-hmm, or to mm-hmm. to be really engaged in something where I'm more like meh on it. And uh, I just was floored by the way he belts that out. And especially that last time where he does the, you know, I love when you hear a melody throughout a song like the same ways. And then the last time they just make little tweaks that just make it more powerful. And then. When he sings that last, it sure ain't gonna break my heart. How his voice just like cracks and like mm. ooh, ooh, and um, I also it weirdly um, reminds me that Alabama shakes something about the guitar and just the whole style. And I think maybe they're yep. sort of influenced by the same artist. I could see that. Um, and I love how the song sort of pauses and then explodes. Um, in that first chorus, after it explodes, then it again goes really quiet. And so I feel like it's keeping you on your toes a lot. It's keeps switching up, but it reminds me of just like any scene in like a movie or TV show with like that moment of silence, you light the match and then the big explosion. It's like the Mm. calm before the storm. Mm -hmm. And I just love how there's just that brief second of nothing. And then it just explodes. I also picture like a dying star, like it like collapses inward with like the drums and then it just explodes outward and uh, that imagery sort of goes in line with these saying, leave my world in pieces the best possible way. And uh, it's sort of a simple thing that he's talking about. He's saying a kiss, like if you would kiss me, it might make me show my weakness. Everything's going to change. And shut up, Brian. He doesn't say weenus. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I said not a thing. I, I did not say You said anything. it all with your face. Um, but the song sort of exists in this moment on the verge of everything changing. And I love when a great songwriter can do like the ancient one says in Dr. Strange, stretching one moment out into a thousand, Mm. like just living in that moment right before everything changes. And, uh, I feel like that moment in the chorus could be that that kiss happens and then it explodes a, a star dies and every the world mm. changes yeah leaves his world in pieces the right. best possible way just a bold soulful beautiful song and an astounding debut for this artist so that was wilder woods with sure ain't out now on atlantic records all right so my my first song is probably the biggest stretch to fit into the soul uh theme that we have going on here but there's certain artists that i'll listen to for the first time and there's just something that draws me into the music something about their soul as a creator that i am attracted to or 
interested in you want to fuck their soul it's not like i'm actively looking to fuck souls or anything like that but i i'm you know i just i think it's pretty cool this artist that i'm gonna play reminds me a lot of like the first time i heard sydney gish who makes really great Mm -hmm. like dorm room pop guitar music right and there's some soul there that is undeniable in in her music i feel the same about grace ives uh who just put out her her first album and uh she makes bedroom pop and it's inspired by britney spears and rihanna she bought a roland mc 505 to try and emulate the sound of mia as well Mm. i definitely hear mia in some songs i hear the 80s band suicide and others i hear lord also in it it's kind of all over the place and um she says about her music she she just wants to make music uh that is fun and danceable i write songs so that they get stuck in people's heads nice pretty simple approach to music um and this album is very short like each song is around two minutes or so they're nice nice quick hitters and i this song has been in my head on repeat in my car as i go to work and it gives me life and i really enjoy it so let's get to this this is grace ives with anything soul fucker of a song right there (laughs) that's right i was very interested when you said like bedroom pop influenced by britney spears and rihanna i'm like definitely haven't heard that and i feel like that's uh those are influences that i uh would be very interested uh being brought into the bedroom pop style and yeah that was really cool i liked the uh in something i was gonna bring up about wilder woods is how the guitar would do like the like throw in like as many beats as possible mm-hmm. in between and i loved how that drum beat kept doing that the sort of sporadic beats and uh 
great melody. Yeah. Nice and short and sweet. And uh, I really, I really dug that sound. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I really like the restraint in that song. Like it kind of always feels like it's teetering on the edge of blowing up and it never quite does. It settles into a groove and just sticks with it for the yeah, most part. There was like subtle building, which I yeah. liked that. And it's like, amped. is it going to explode yeah. all the way? And it, it didn't quite. And she does that a lot in the, in the entire album. And it goes all over the place, um, stylistically. And she, but she does a really good job throughout all of the songs, settling into these cool grooves and, um, really showing her voice off she has a really great voice and a really good ear for melody like you said the the melody in this song when she has kind of the vocals stacked on top of each other at the Mm -hmm. end uh i think is is really great and um yeah i i think just she's just making music for fun and to dance to with her friends pretty much and this is is really good and i'm interested to see if she continues making music and where she goes from here uh, i think she's got a real knack for it for yeah. sure um in my opinion no better reason no nobler pursuit than to just make music for you that's right people around you that's great that's right so that was grace ives with anything from second which is out now on dots per inch music so I, I can't wait to play this one. So I just got this song today. This was a last minute edition, mm. and I'm so glad I get to play it. Uh, this is a song by Boston-based singer-songwriter Noah Britton. You ever heard of The Gentleman? No, um, no, never have. So Never have, never will, if you ask me. Not only is he a singer-songwriter, but he <laughs> is also a psychology professor and a comedian, and um, I heard of him a few years back when Amanda Palmer from the Dresden Dolls covered his song, I Love You So Much, which okay. such a beautiful song. You got to hear it. You'll love it. And I hadn't really heard any of his music other than that song, but I always wanted to hear more of it. And recently I got my wish because this song we're about to hear was in uh, the end of an episode in the new HBO docuseries on tour with Asperger's R Us which Asperger's Are Us is his comedy troupe that he's in. It's him and three other friends, and they do sketch comedy, and they've all been diagnosed with Asperger's, and they've been doing sketch for a while. They're very funny, fun to watch, and all very different from each other, and they're all sort of characters. So it, it's the really great chemistry, um, and it's also a great depiction of like tour life. I could feel like you could cut some of this to uh pups if this tour doesn't kill you mm. then i will yeah um and uh it captures like those struggles of tour performance anxieties like there's one point where they have a show that's not great and uh ethan says it's times like this when i wonder if i'm even funny and i'm like i relate to that mm. hardcore mm-hmm. i feel that way all the time genuinely and then i'll put on this podcast to remind myself that no, I'm not funny. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that's ah, that's, that's why I was worried. <laughs> um, and they also do these post-show Q&As where they answer questions about autism. And like Noah's really great like in the Q&As, like giving people advice and stuff. And then they still like manage to keep it funny. But it sort of explores that of like wanting to give back and honor that part of themselves. But 
some of them are like, well, but I don't always want the Asperger's being brought up, you know? And um, so there's a lot of really interesting things they explore in the show. And I'm going to stop rambling about the show. Um, Yeah, it's a really awesome show. And everyone should watch it. This song we're about to hear uh, is called I Don't Want to Ever Stop Singing Loud. And it's in the end of the second episode. And uh, on this song, Noah's backed by his band Request Freebird. (laughs) Awesome name. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And uh, this song is a bright, fuzzed out rock jam. Noah's got a beautiful buttery baritone. (laughs) Mm. That's a very strange way to describe it, but he really does have this great low now voice. Now you're speaking my language. Right? I love butter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say you love low voices, but um. Oh no, butter. But um, butter's great too. And this song relates to our theme of soul, not because it's in the soul genre. No. No. None of my songs are in the soul yeah. genre, really. Um, I mean, Noah definitely brings some soul to the track. He definitely does. But mm-hmm. also, this relates because the sentiment is what I feel in my soul. Oh. As a musician and also just a music lover, I don't ever want to stop singing loud. And I'm sure you feel the same way. So let's get ready to piss off the neighbors. Here's Noah Britton in Request Freebird with I Don't Want to Ever Stop Singing Loud. I don't want to, I don't want to ever stop singing loud. But I'm not 
you weren't lying about that butter voice. Um, right? He's got a lovely, lovely face, butter voice. It's like a butter face. <laughs> oh no, uh, I, I liked his voice a lot. I loved the rebellious soul right? within that song of just doing your own thing and you know, fuck the haters who are going to tell you you're too loud. Although I did have one time uh, some upstairs neighbors when I was living in an apartment that would like practice their drums and that was really annoying. But... If you're just singing with your friends, come on, uh, relax a little bit. Let them sing loud. Um, no, you're the enemy. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was so loud. Um, I thought it was kind of uh, funny because he's not singing loud. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Pretty restrained. No, I thought that was funny too. <laughs> Until the end, but he's uh, well. I mean, and because that's sort of just the nature right. of his voice is he's singing lower, which I'm sure there's kind oh, yeah. of like a wink in there too. Absolutely, I felt him winking. No, that was cool. I liked it a lot definitely you nailed it with the punk spirit of just being like i'm gonna keep on singing it actually reminds me of one of my favorite print songs can't stop this feeling i got which is basically a similar sentiment of like i love music and i'm gonna love music for all my days i just can't stop it and um i i feel like this would have actually fit in with our theme of acceptance too because the more i was thinking about it i was like um, you know, the lyrics are sort of straightforward and simple, but like those are my favorite lyrics is when it's sort of just simple, but simply and perfectly says what something you feel. And um, it when he says, you may not like my set, but I'm not done singing yet. I'm just like, ah, oh, all time lyrics. Those are so great. And just, again, applying it to whatever your thing is, it might not be um singing it might be something else but whatever it is you're like i'm gonna do this i'm not gonna let right. the world yeah. tell me that i shouldn't like this or that i'm bad or weird or whatever for right. liking this i'm gonna exactly keep on you know, singing i'm not gonna stop microwaving my tuna at work you can't tell me i can't do it anymore jerry i'm gonna do it if i want to because I don't care if it smells like fish the rest of the day. Shut up. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's like, Jerry, I know you saw this post-it that said Luke on those green beans. And you took them anyway, didn't you? Because I saw you eating them at your cubicle. So fuck you, Jerry. Yeah, we hate you, Jerry. Um, also, I didn't realize. So also, I'm starting a new website called Fuck Jerry, um, <laughs> where we're going to talk about sure. how much Jerry sucks. Yeah, a couple things. Um, number one, we don't work at the same place. No. Number two, I didn't know that Jerry worked at your place, too. Yeah, he's he's doing double duty. Yeah, Brian, whatever you got to do, if you want to put cook your tuna, that's you got to keep singing loud. That's all I ask. Just let me cook my tuna. It's like if everyone in the world is saying this Game of Thrones episode so dark and not enough people died. And I'm just like, I'm going to keep singing loud in loving that episode. And I'm not going to let you all change my mind. Right. Looking at you. Yeah. What if, but on the flip side, I'm going to keep saying that it is too dark. Hey, and that's your truth. If that's your truth, then that's your truth. But I'm so delighted that there is more Noah Britton music in the world now. And I thought when I found this album, I thought it was like from years ago or something. I had missed it. And I was like, oh, shit, this like just came out. And um, it just has that feeling of like a DIY gem that like could be if you told me like 
I dug it up from the 90s or something, I would believe it and be like, oh, this is like a sweet album I discovered. But then I'm like, oh, no, it's from this year. If you want to hear more of his songs, uh, watch the On Tour with Asperger's R Us. The theme song, he sort of switches it up every time, but it's really, it's funny and uh, it's acoustic. It sort of reminds me when he does acoustic the like acoustic DIY thing. It reminds me of like Kimya Dawson and like the moldy peaches, which mm-hmm. is like, I love. And I just feel like there's, there's why I moved him up after you played the bedroom pop is cause there's just a DIY charm to his music. And that's that really connects to me. And, you know, we're talking about soul and this is something you and I have talked about. Like you said, with the first song that you liked the technical aspects, but you weren't really connecting with the soul. And that's where I feel like, most people might be like, oh, I want something to be technically perfect. And I'm like, I actually gravitate to things that aren't because I know from experience that there can be great soul in that oh, yeah. stuff. Definitely. And, um, not that this song, I think this song was great uh, technically too, but I think there the was soul, a messiness to it that I yeah, like, but, but that, yeah. that's, that's what you do with the genre. So yeah, the, but the soul of it is what, uh, really connects with you and also we're talking about doing your thing and on the show um new michael who's one of the members is like uh has a fascination with kate bush mm. which i yes. think you're a fan of hers right absolutely yeah and that's his thing and there's this great scene where uh he goes to like a Wuthering heights celebration where they all dress mm. up like in the dress that she wore for, awesome yeah it's so good you gotta watch it I kept trying to think of who knows voice reminds me of, and I'm running through all my low voice. Your Johnny Cash, your Matt Berninger from the National, your yep. your uh, Stefan Merritt from the Magnetic Fields, and mm-hmm. I was that's what I was thinking. And I'm like, no, Mm-mm. who is it really remind me of? Is Calvin Johnson? 100 percent Calvin Johnson. Okay, so you yep. thought it too? I almost yeah. uh, almost talked about it actually. Oh, so nice. it's funny that we yeah yeah. <laughs> so that was Noah Britton and Request Freebird with I don't want to ever stop singing loud from why would someone make an album and that's out now all right well i'm gonna move along and we're gonna get into some some sad talk um let's do it what uh what happens when your soul gets crushed uh what what happens when you you're having a hard time even standing up or moving on in very literal senses and um yeah, it's not a great, fun topic to talk about, but uh, I love when uh, artists put into words and into song something that I have felt mm-hmm. very, very literally in my life several times, and this song gets me, and it's from a favorite band of mine that I've been waiting for years for their uh, follow-up album from them. Uh, this is Mannequin Pussy. And uh, I loved their 2016 album, Romantic, so much. I've been listening to it a lot because I'm listening to my favorite albums from the 2010s. And this is a top 10 album from that from the decade for me. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, uh, Mannequin Pussy is a just a, a punk band. Really loud, aggressive. Um, Romantic was uh, 11 songs, 17 minutes super fast and uh, ferocious and emotional and um, they haven't released an album since so this is the first song we're getting since then and I I pulled it up to listen to very excited and I see this is four and a half minutes long 
which for them is like a nine minute long song See, like this is like four songs in one right this is like double the long the length of the longest song from romantic so i was you double know the a length little... of the longest song double the length of the longest song <laughs> exactly and so i don't know i was a little like oh are they gonna change completely their sound and it is like a more subdued version of them but it retains their soul definitely and i I don't think it would be too out of place on Romantic. This is the first time I'm saying this so far this year. This is my favorite song of the year at this point. Hey, good job. You made it all the way to May. Yeah, not bad, right? This is a, essentially a breakup song. The uh, singer and songwriter of, from Mannequin Pussy wanted to capture the feeling that so many of us experience when we are heartbroken and trying to move on. We pretend we have to have fun so that we are socially acceptable to those around us. We hope that drinking will make us happy, and we wish that our nights will lead us into the arms of a beautiful stranger who will momentarily distract us from the pain we feel. Um, I have been pretty lucky that I like I got married really young. I've been married for near 13 years. I don't really know the ins and outs of being broken up with, but the um let me tell you about it buddy <laughs> all right go let's let's hear it um not fun <laughs> i can imagine that um i can imagine that it would just feel hopeless um it would feel uh you know i i get from the contestants on the bachelorette all the time and the mm, bachelor like the best am size. i ever going to fall in love will i ever find someone what's wrong with me that this is happening over and over again the emotion within this song and some of the lines to me speak to me as someone who has dealt with like at times crippling depression Mm -hmm. um and the the chorus of this song when i was listening to it for the first time uh made me cry i'm not much of a crier when i listen to songs but uh, i i love the the lyrics so much i identify with them so much let's listen to it and then we'll talk specifically about them after that so here is mannequin pussy with drunk two
I'll give that a Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. Yeah. Barry Gordy. They call him the godfather of soul. <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. Yeah, that's him. They call him the king of pop. <laughs> you are confused. <laughs> yep. No, I'm pretty sure that's him. But no, that song was great. Um, mm-hmm. I watched the video and it makes sense. I mean, I sort of got from watching the video that was from about a breakup because she's at the bar and there's people just making out. At first I was like, oh, there's like a couple couples making out. And I was like, Jesus Christ, there's so many people. And I'm like, oh, that's the point. Uh, right, yep. But yeah, I really liked that lyric in the chorus about you're so strong. Well, what if I don't want to be? You yes. know, which I feel like when you're going through a time like that, there is part of you where you're like, I don't want to grow and change. Like, I just sort of want to wallow. And mm-hmm. um, that's sort of the tough thing breaking out of it where it's like you do get a weird gratification from being sort of crushed by it, you know. Mm-hmm. And you you sort of have to feel that and work through it, but then eventually, you know, get out of that. Yeah, and I also um, identify with, with that lyric um, mainly because I, I've had people tell me throughout my life, like, I put on such a calm demeanor in mm-hmm. every interaction I have with people. You can't tell if I'm, like, unstable or, or what have you, and there's sometimes where you just want to stop the facade, you know? Like, yeah. you're you're so strong, you're so calm, you can't, like, hearing that you struggle with this you're you seem perfectly fine how can that be um and sometimes you you just can't or don't want to uh keep that uh image up anymore yeah. and um and you just need like a breaking point right, where you just yeah, need to be like, able to be weak sometimes yeah. um and then the the follow up lyric to that is um it, everyone says to me missy how do you stand there's so much you don't see Um, and I just find that Mm. to be, um, also really incredible. There, there's so much that, um, when, when people are going through these soul crushing moments, um, so much inside that is going on in a person to just be able to exist, um, to be somewhere that you can't even understand. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I hadn't really heard that um feeling that i have felt over the years put into a song so well before and um yeah i just i really like it a lot (laughs) this is the first time i'm ever tearing up talking about a song i'm so proud of you brian because (laughs) i cry all the time (laughs) i've definitely teared up like a million times talking about songs here so you've you've done it uh mannequin pussy uh don't be strong enough, don't be strong let it fittingly out fittingly enough mannequin pussy pop my cherry oh no but i wanted to bring up something else uh when you were talking about you know you have maybe haven't had the same experience that she had but it got you both to the same emotion and i feel like um i think i was talking about it last week where i was saying like you know why Usually why there's songs that come from these dark places or sad places because that's when you learn something about life and about yourself. And so you're sort of sharing that knowledge. And that's why I'm like, sometimes I look at people who I like, I'm like, man, why, why am I so more open to other perspectives than like other people around me that I would think? And I feel like a big part of it is because I listen to music and 
when I saw someone that was like different from something I've heard or I hear something that's different and like seeking out that perspective, I feel like that's very powerful because you might not be you might not be uh, like interacting with this person, but you're hearing what they learned. You're hearing their experience and like the circumstances surrounding it all might be totally different, but you all get to the same place and the same feelings. Um, just getting there a different way. Yeah, that's really good. So that was mannequin pussy with drunk Two from patience, which is out June 21st on epitaph records. All right. My next song comes from a band that I've been a fan of for a long time. Uh, this is Fruit Bats. And shut up, Brian. Um, before I get into this song, uh, I want to tell a little story. The year was 2017. Luke Levin was listening to the wonderful folk rock stylings of the Fruit Bats. 2016 album, Absolute Loser. Shut up, Brian. A Facebook <laughs> notification pops up on Luke's phone showing that Brian Levin had tagged him in a post. He clicked and beheld a screenshot of a Spotify friends feed reading the words, Luke LeBen, <laughs> absolute loser. <laughs> I, I remember this. This is how my cousin treats me. Using the music of Fruit Bats, not for its intended purpose, but to shame me in front of my family and my community. <laughs> I mean, if well, the shoe fits. <laughs> you know what? When I saw that, I was like, I bust out laughing. And yeah. to this day, I still think it's the funniest thing you've ever done. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's uh, pretty great. I love I love seeing that. <laughs> Sometimes I will take a picture and text it to my friend Aaron Quillen. I've done that before. And just be like, what's going on over here? Because he'll uh, oftentimes like listen to Final Fantasy music or... Um, I don't know. It's a fun. You'll it's a just fun like, prank. You'll you, you Spotify got, shame him. Basically. Yeah, you gotta shame your friends. That's what they're there for. <laughs> and I think it's really funny because if you go on my Facebook and go to the photo section, that it's like the fifth photo down. For some reason, <laughs> it has not moved. Um, the people love it. There's like pictures of me and my fiance on the night we got engaged, uh, and then shit? Luke LeBan, absolute <laughs> loser. That's right. Yes, <laughs> it's the people's champ. But anyway, now that we're uh, through my humiliation, um, I want to talk about the Fruit Bats. This is the musical project of Eric D. Johnson. You familiar with them? I am. Um, I actually they they always remind me of uh, Telekinesis. Great, uh, no, oh. uh, they always remind me of a great friends of mine who got married, and I edited their wedding video and did a trailer and did it to a fruit bat song that oh, they really nice. that they really liked and i loved that song yeah uh and i just i whenever i hear fruit bats i think of good old emily and joe good old emily and this joe. one goes out to you emily and yeah. joe wherever you might be most likely ann arbor and i'm assuming that song you used was more in the folk rock genre indeed uh it was very jaunty and happy and folky yeah and um that style's still there on the new album but uh with a soulful twist and Mm. um a lot more keyboard you'll hear and some different influences that he's pulling in um which i mean i was shocked when i heard this i was like this is very different but then when you when I listen more, I'm like, okay, I do still hear the foundation of the folk rock in there just with some new additions. And um, Fruit Bats are now on 
what I think is probably my favorite record label, Merge Records. Oh, and, cool. Yeah, that's, you know, a, that's one of the best, we, for sure. We play Merge artists on here all the time, and so I'm like, Fruit Bats on there seems like the perfect progression. The new album, Gold Pass Life, comes out June 21st, and we're going to hear this smooth, soulful song called The Bottom of It. And actually, they've released the titular Gold Pass Life, and that is very funky and still has that sort of soul influence but uh this one's a little more reserved and measured and just straight up beautiful so let's get into fruit bats this is the bottom of it Papa Likey, that song. Yumsker Duncan. Uh, I really like the uh, subtle shift in the uh, in the sound there. It, right? it sounds like a Fruit Bat song, but it's definitely more uh, soulful and um, nice 
fatty bass uh, mm-hmm. going on in that song. And yeah, his uh, voice is as unique as ever. Um, and yeah, it was it was really nice, solid, pretty jaunty tune. It was a bit. It was a little jaunty. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I I could see some jauntiness. Um, I was thinking if if Noah's voice is butter, his is like olive oil, and it's just like slinking all around and moving in weird ways with the music and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you put the two together butter and all that's what paula dean would famously say yeah, they should, in the snl sketch where Kristen week played maybe her. uh they should start a super group they should start uh, a super butter group and called oil. butter and all <laughs> and don't how do you, get, s- please, how do you spell all um don't get paula dean involved guys that's gonna be bad for pr um she bad yeah I really do love the way his voice moves with those keyboards and then the sort of wah, the wad out guitar. Just a very smooth and uh, sort of serene sound, which I was reading the lyrics and it's kind of fitting that we played it after that Mannequin Pussy song because this is sort of talking to someone who's just come out of that rough spot, it seems like. He's mm-hmm. saying, now that you've gotten to the bottom of it, now that you've found your way into the clearing like from the dark the dark spot you were in and then he says in the chorus you found yourself man and that's something and uh yeah so it's sort of like i feel like this this peaceful sort of reflective uh you made it through and uh you you're doing all right and uh you should be proud that's something cuz i feel like that is a thing with uh when you go those times it's like you're always going to make everything worse on yourself mentally i feel like and not fail to see what you should be proud about with yourself and what you should be happy about and Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to recognize those small victories but it's small steps and each one is something that you should feel good about definitely yeah so that was fruit bats with the bottom of it from gold pass life that's out june 21st on merge records and Go check out all three singles that have come out from that because they are all fantastic. I think I will. You should. I think I will. All right. My last song of the episode comes from superstar producer Flying Lotus. Uh, oh, boy. Ooh, he's so good. I um, love him. I, I love him, too. I've been waiting ever since 2014's You're Dead. Uh, that... That seems too long. It's been five years. Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like it just came out. He Weird. and he f- like front loaded the first part of the 2010s. He had in 2010 Cosmogramma, which is incredible. In 2012, until the quiet comes, which is incredible. And in uh, 2014, you're dead, and uh, which is also incredible. Probably, you're dead is my favorite. I I think I liked each album more and more, which is why I'm excited for this uh, this new one coming out here. And uh, for you that are unaware, he is a, a producer that encompasses hip hop, funk, soul, jazz, global dance music, tribal, polyrhythms, all over the place. Like just crazy craziness no one sounds like flying lotus i feel like he has trademarked a sound which is pretty impressive to do um after music has been around for so long and people say like there's no new music anymore i i would point them to flying lotus he he's just so 
creative and original. In preparing for this new album, he was all over the place, didn't know exactly what he wanted to do. He uh, went through periods of time where he wanted to do like a stripped back album that was focused mainly just on beats and maybe not some of the jazz diversions mm-hmm. that he gets into. Uh, he went through other times making it really short and uh, uh, really paring down the sound, but he decided to just do everything, throw all of these ideas he had at the board, he came up with a concept that he wanted to follow through about fire, an eternal flame sitting on a hill. Some people love it, some people hate it, some people would go on dates there, and some people would burn love letters in the fire, um, and... He uh, he had this idea, and then he went to a party, and he heard David Lynch talking, which is like, what the fuck kind of parties is Flying Lotus able to go to? That's pretty fun. David Lynch somehow was saying, uh, fire is coming at this party, and hmm. he's, he's like, uh, I need to record you saying what you're saying right now. And they got in the studio together. There's a song with David Lynch on uh, on this album. But can I interrupt yeah, really absolutely. quick to tell you that I heard Flying Lotus had a new song, and I saw an email. that was like Flying Lotus new video, and so I just clicked on the link without reading. And then I'm just watching this video, and it's a bunch of children like gathered around this like creepy hooded figure, <laughs> yeah. and it's like slowly zooming in, and the person's talking, and I was like. It took me, like, I was, like, two minutes. I was almost done with the video. I was like, is that fucking David Lynch? <laughs> and <laughs> yes. then, like, you could see his face. And I was like, oh, it's featuring David Lynch. Yeah. That was the uh, the first taste of the album we got, which is, like, kind of, I think, an interlude sort of. Yeah. It's not. It's more just it, It's atmospheric. It's great. Which David Lynch. super weird. Does do, like, atmospheric, like, electronic right. music, which is interesting. And he recently came out with um, a couple more singles, and the, they are really incredible. One of them features uh, the singer from Little Dragon, which is awesome. Oh. And uh, but I'm gonna play an instrumental track from from the album. Um, but I I wanted to get before we listen to the song, uh, how I feel this ties into the uh into soul and the uh the theme of the episode and i i didn't know this before reading through the uh the press materials but flying lotus was a a, a friend and also worked with mac miller and um they were they were pretty Mm. close and there are two songs on the album dedicated to mac miller and um he he went through this like we were talking about with uh, with the mannequin pussy song, this soul crushing moment yeah. of losing a, a really good personal friend and uh, you know mm. professional relationship yeah, as well. And uh, Flying Lotus says about uh, the upcoming album: "This album has been a refuge for pain and trying to make the most out of that pain. Music can heal, and in the wake of that tragedy, it reminded me what I'm here to do." As we get older, we start to figure out what our purpose is and embrace it. And I want to do good things with my work. I want it to be able to help people through tough times and inspire them to be creative. And I just find this song and this sentiment to just be um, uplifting, soul repairing after, after really tough times. And I thought it would be a really great way to, uh, to end the episode. And so let's get to it. This is Flying Lotus with Takashi. 
obviously Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy. Oh my soul. What year is it? We we listen in the dark. We turn the lights off when we listen to the songs. Yeah. So we can really vibe out. And I was lost in that song. I was like, how long have we been listening to? Yes. I have no clue. Um wow, that was brilliant. I mean, that just so many sounds that I loved individually and all just going together. And then it changed like many times throughout and uh, I feel like I like the meanderingness of many of his uh, past tracks, but I liked how immediate this started off and it was very just groovable and sort of danceable, but so much going on. And then it did sort of meander throughout, but still just kept that groove and just so many great things going on. And that bass. Oh, oh, oh that bass. Oh, yeah. Um, Just insane and i mean everything else moving with the bass is just oh it all worked so well together absolutely utter insanity and constantly feeling like it's gonna spin out of control yet it doesn't really even though it's pretty chaotic throughout um you know it's reminiscent of like really nuts in improvisational jazz music um but with Mm -hmm. like tribal uh, beats going on at different points and just uh, as you know as you uh as i was talking about before he really was like i'm just gonna throw everything at this and you can tell that but he has such like an expert hand and editor's um ear to really hone in and make it um cohesive and unique and fantastic was that thundercat slapping that bass I assume so. He is definitely on this album. This it sounded like him. Yes, it doesn't say featuring Thundercat. Right, he's but, probably just doing that bass because right. they are buddies and they, they are. work together all the time. Yeah, yeah. and and Flying Lotus produces a lot of right. um, his stuff as well. Also, at the end, I don't know if you uh, noticed the kind of uh, the piano come in a little bit. I didn't. He for this album got a deeper appreciation for the piano and it sounds like he's going to be using it more which is interesting and um that's at one point it was going to be more pared down inspired by a piano sort of Hmm. album so i think that'll be interesting to see how that works in with his uh crazy chaotic sound the list of featured artists luke i i wrote it down uh every every single one of them please tell me kenny's down there it's insane uh Unfortunately not. Oh, but just because he was on the last one, that's why I said that. We got Anderson Pac. Oh. George Clinton. Mm. Little Dragon. Yeah. Tierra Wack. What? Denzel Curry. Shut your mouth. David Lynch. Shabazz Palaces. Fuck your soul. Thundercat. Toro y moi. And Solange. Eat your own butt, Brian. Right? <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> Did you say Toro y Ma and yes. Solange there yes. at the end? Yeah. I was still like five back. I know. Wait, wow. That's, this is like... That's a, incredible. It's it's like all of my favorite people making music right now, <laughs> almost. There is the song out with Little Dragon right now, which is really great, and the one out with, with David Lynch, which is fucking bonkers. Um, <laughs> David Lynch, too. <laughs> right. The fact that he's on the list, too, is crazy. Uh, I am so excited. This is, uh, it was just recently announced and we don't have to wait that long. It's coming out this month. So, uh, it's instantly a, like, most anticipated album for me. So, that was Flying Lotus with Takashi. 
from Flamagra out May 24th on Warp. Also, there's like a limited a time, a limited a time edition. <laughs> there's a limited a time edition. <laughs> there's a limited a time edition that uh, has um, like a pop up thing, uh, vinyl. Uh, oh, so like neat. you open it up and it looks it looks crazy. I want to get it, but I, like I a lotus had. flies at you. Yeah, yeah, and you're. <laughs> You're in trouble. All right. We're about to lay our souls to rest. <laughs> Apparently, we're oh. about to die. All right. Um, no, just in the sense that we are going to end the episode, but not before we talk about the music we're excited for coming out this day in Shouts. All right. First up, I played him a couple episodes ago. I'm patiently awaiting it. Vampire Weekend, Father of the Bride, starring Steve Martin and yes. Diane Keaton. And Martin Shorts. And Shorts in there? Oh, I haven't dude, seen it since Martin I was Dude, Martin Short a kid. is the best part. Martin He's the wedding Short planner. is the soul of Father of the Bride. He is. He's the wedding planner. I forget what his name is. I, uh, it was great. I'm going to have to give it a, a rewatch. Yeah. Um, But... That's going to be a uh, very interesting and uh, pretty cool album. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it's definitely so. going to be shut up, Ryan. <laughs> I know how you feel. Um, also, got Ann Horse, who I just played last week with Modern Air. That is going to be great as well. Great, great acceptance anthems on there, as we talked about last week. What you got, Indeed. Brian? Oh, man. Big Thief. UFOF. Uh, I'm excited. Ufof. Ufof. Uh, well, it's, you know, UFO and the F at the end is for friend. So. Oh. Uh, I'm so excited. All of these songs that have been put, uh, that have been released from this album have been like another level yeah, awesome. Really I love them so much. Really, really excited for that. And also a band that I played on the podcast a long time ago, Barry. Gordy? Nope. <laughs> Just Barry. <laughs> oh. Uh, happy to be here. That's nice. That's a nice sentiment. <laughs> They're just happy to be here. Um, yeah, it's good, uh, good solid, uh, dreamy pop stuff. I, I, I enjoy it. So, yeah, those are the two. All right. And we would be remiss if we did not thank our three daddies. Ah, uh, yes. Daddy talk. It's daddy time. Um, we are a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetantpodcast.com where you can find other great shows like michael dupree variety hour fumbling around and we got many in the pipeline that uh you should look out for and daddy number three off shelf yes uh, which brian you want to tell us what you just started on uh, off shelf i i would love to so um just this earlier in the week i started a monthly feature which is called singles club and uh it's just gonna be me just me you know, your boy Brian, uh, bringing you a playlist of my favorite uh, singles released that month and uh, highlighting five that I thought really stood out. Um, so April edition is out now on offshelf.net. Um, also, Offshelf has uh, just put out their uh, first digital zine yeah they're doing like a digital zine they're taking yeah. it back to the newsletter days baby um and it, it's coming out the first of every month so make sure you go to the website to get issue two delivered directly to your inbox on uh june 1st 
And um, it all off shelf also has interviews with big businesses, Cody Willis, Lamb Chops, Kurt Wagner. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, another column from uh, Andrew Fetter with uh, his Mount Rushmore of Psych Rock feature. Mm. I wonder what that's all about. I don't know, but I'll be checking it out. That's for sure. And and make sure you follow uh, Off Shelf on all your social media platforms at offshelf.net. That's D-O-T. Offshelf, D-O-T, net. I won't spell all of it out for you. You can figure it out. You know what you're doing. And while you're on that Twitter, that Facebook, that Instagram, mm-hmm. why don't you also go to Best Song Ever Pod, and that's where you'll find us, Chaboys. Yeah. It's like you'll be like, what am I... In Chaboise, Idaho, right now, because Chaboys are here. Right. right. And it's um, great. It's yeah, fun. you'll be like, what am I listening to Bell Biv DeVoe's Chaboisin? Because Chaboys, yeah. right here. Oh. Um, and good. a third one. Yeah. And uh, so. <laughs> that was my favorite one, the last one. <laughs> so you can find us at Best Song Ever Pod for Planet Ant Podcast. I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And also, don't ever stop singing loud. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you, don't let the bastards grind you down. This is Best Song Ever. Ever.